At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the pregame show on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know what time it is. It is the pregame show here coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe getting you set for six games kicking off at the top of the hour. Week 18 of the National Football League season. Seven early windows, six late afternoon, one on Sunday night football between the Chargers and Las Vegas Raiders. Coming up on the show, got a great show over the next 60 minutes. Two reports, one from the San Francisco 49ers and L.A. Rams. That game in the NFC West, so critical. And then, of course, Sunday night football, Raiders, Chargers, likely win or go home situation. Circa owner, Derek Stevens will join the show at 915 to talk all things Circus Survivor. It's the last week of the regular season. Folks are cashing tickets, and we have a million-dollar winner. We'll discuss that with Derek. Playoff picture at 945, as well as our Twitter poll coming up at that time. We want to hear your thoughts for Coach of the Year in this NFL market. But let's get to the headlines as we kick things off here for today. The first headline of the day is must win doesn't necessarily mean must cover. This stat came from Cleve TA on Twitter. Since 1990, teams that are out of playoff contention are 94-56-4 and against the spread in the final two weeks of the regular season against teams that must win to keep their playoff hopes alive. That applies to Jacksonville and Atlanta catching points at home, taking on the Colts and the Saints, respectively. The next headline, Cashing those tickets, division futures, regular season win totals, season long props will be cashed by day's end. So all those picks that you made before the season, make sure to get those tickets cashed as we are wrapped up heading to the playoffs next week. Awards market closing arguments is the last headline. Offensive player of the year, coach of the year, comeback player of the year, all up for grabs in the final week of the regular season. We'll discuss coach of the year. Like I mentioned in our Twitter poll later on at nine 45 inactives actives who's in who's out before we get to that though who's out in denver is head coach vic fangio this morning the denver broncos fired vic fangio after three seasons at the helm in the mile high city they will of course be looking for a new head coach heading into the 2022 season so fangio is out in denver baker mayfield the cleveland browns quarterback will remain in in cleveland the browns announced earlier today that they will not be trading baker mayfield so all reports suggesting that mayfield will return in 2022 
two for the Cleveland Browns. All right, let's get to those actives and inactive, starting with the actives list. Quarterback Jared Goff will start for the Detroit Lions. Big news in that game, though, is that offensive tackle, the all-pro left tackle David Bakhtiari, will make his season debut for the Green Bay Packers. He tore his ACL last year heading into Week 17. He has now returned, getting a game underneath his belt as we head into the playoffs in a couple weeks for Green Bay. Julio Jones also active, as is defensive tackle DeForest Buckner for the Indianapolis Colts. As for who is out, Cincinnati wide receiver T. Higgins will not play against the Cleveland Browns. Running back Kareem Hunt also will be out in that game for the Cleveland Browns. Green Bay running back Aaron Jones is out, as is offensive tackle Panay Sewell for the Detroit Lions. Okay, let's get to the games of the day, starting in Duval County between the Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right now, the line is sitting at Colts favored by 14 with a total of 43. This is an interesting game here. The Colts enter this one 9-7 and seven straight up, 10-6 and six against the spread. Meanwhile, Jacksonville 2-4 and four straight up, 4-12 and 12 ATS. The Colts, get this, 0-6 against the spread in their last six games in Jacksonville. Even crazier, they haven't won there since 2014. They're 1-11-1 ATS in their last 13 games against the Jaguars. I'm not sure what it is, but for some reason, they cannot figure out this Jacksonville Jaguars team. As for our totals betters, the over. 10-4 and four in the Colts' last 14 games as a road favorite. The situation is very simple for Indianapolis. Win and you're in. If they lose, then they become vulnerable. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, these teams, Vegas, L.A. can then get to that seed uh, for the AFC playoffs here. So a very tricky game for this Indianapolis Colts team as we've seen the betting market Take this Jacksonville team getting the points. We saw 15 and a half earlier this week, 14 and a half earlier this morning, now down to 14 across the board with a total at 43. And earlier this week, head coach Frank Reich talked about this game, about how the Jacksonville Jaguars cannot be overlooked and how his team needs to bounce back after last week's loss to Las Vegas. Sunday was a wake-up call. I think we all felt that. Um, it happens all the time in this league. I mean, it's, you know, it's not the... You know, it's not the death sentence. Thank thankfully, it wasn't the death sentence, right? But it was a wake-up call, and uh, we still have a chance to redeem ourselves. Um, yeah, we know we're going to go. We're going on the road to play a team that we have a lot of respect for, and we're going to get their A game. And you know, we're going to do our best to give them ours. That game, Colts and the Jaguars, kicks off 10 o'clock Pacific time, 1 o'clock on the East Coast. Another game we want to feature here in this first segment is the Rams and the 49ers. SoFi Stadium, 425 Eastern, 125 Pacific time. And we're seeing a little bit of line movement in this game. It's been line movement throughout the week. Saw as high as 6.5, now down to 3.5. And, and I'm even seeing that some places like Circa, it's 3.5 even money in favor of the LA Rams. So this could hit that key number of 3. And it's simple right now. The 49ers, 9-7 and seven straight up, 8-8 eight and eight against the spread. The Rams, 12-4 and four straight up, 8-8 eight and eight against the spread themselves. San Francisco's 4-1 and one ATS in their last five games played in LA. The underdog in this series, 5-0 and oh ATS in the last five meetings between these two teams. I feel like NFC West underdogs in these matchups have just been profitable just in general, but definitely profitable in this series. The Niners, 6-2 and two ATS run in their last eight games this season. But if you like the under, you're in luck because we got a couple trends that favor your look. The under, 5-1 and one in the 49ers' last six games versus teams with a winning record. And the under is also 
25-9-1 in the Rams' last 35 games as a favorite. This game is simple for the 49ers win, and they're in. However, they can still reach the playoffs with a loss, but they would need an Atlanta Falcons win over the New Orleans Saints to get that done. So it's not exactly win or go home for the 49ers, but they do control their own destiny, and I'm sure the discussion all week long for them is to get a victory in this game and to go ahead and punch their ticket to the postseason. A couple injury notes here. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo expected to play. Adam Schefter reported earlier today that that's the strong lean for this 49ers team. If he can't go, it'll be Trey Lance once again at quarterback. Trent Williams is the name that you got to keep an eye on 90 minutes prior to kickoff here. He didn't practice at all this week. Is listed as questionable with an elbow injury. He means so much to that offense. Arguably the best left tackle in all of football. Pretty clean bill of health for the LA Rams, but all eyes will be on Jimmy Garoppolo with that thumb injury and Kyle Shanahan in his opinion, was asked ad nauseum about Jimmy Garoppolo and the quarterback situation heading into this clash with the rival LA Rams. No, I'm not deciding Sunday morning. We don't have any practice left. I know where Jimmy's at today. Uh, I know where Trey's at. I know where our team's at, and uh, I feel pretty good about where we're at. So I'm excited to get to Sunday. Really glad I have no press conferences after today. So once, once I survive this, I'm done talking about it. So I think we'll be good after that. But I think you guys understand why you don't announce it. And, um, but regardless, you know, especially with Trey playing last week, uh, we got two guys here with some experience that our team feels good with, and we'll see how it plays out. Kyle Shanahan a little prickly with the San Francisco local media there, but he's got to figure they got to ask the question. That is their job. We're going to talk to Rob Guerrero of Niners Nation in 30 minutes about that statement from Kyle Shanahan and why they could be leaning towards Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he may be compromised with that right thumb injury in this game. Sunday night football, though, is the game of the day between the L.A. Chargers and Las Vegas Raiders. Right now, we're seeing a little bit of line movement. We've seen some two and a halfs pop up in some places here in town, but the consensus line is Chargers three-point favorites, total of 49, as it will likely be a win or go home situation for the final playoff spot in the AFC. LA enters this game nine and seven straight up, eight and eight against the spread, while the Raiders nine and seven straight up, seven and nine ATS. The under is seven and three in the last 10 games. However, we've seen the over get bet all throughout the week in the market, pushing that line from 47 and a half at open to the current number of 49. The road team in this series, 10 and four ATS in the last 14 meetings. Meanwhile, the Chargers are six and two ATS in their last eight games against AFC West opponents. This game could be tricky because there's a scenario where both teams potentially get into the playoffs. If the Indianapolis Colts are to fall to the Jacksonville Jaguars at the top of the hour, the Chargers and Raiders would then get into the playoffs in the event of a tie. Head coach Brandon Staley of the LA Chargers was asked about this scenario at a press conference earlier this week and said that it's under consideration for this team should this game be tight late in the contest. I guess that is a real circumstance. Uh, it potentially could happen. Um, so I think that, like I said, we'll be evaluating that space and time when, if and when the time comes. Um, but again, we're going to, I think, I think what I've always tried to say when it comes to decision making like that is that we're going to do what's best for our team, you know, and if that's what's best for our team, then, then that's what we're going to do. And, and I think that, you know, scenarios like that are, uh, what, what makes the game so special is that there's a lot that can happen. That's why the NFL is amazing. So um, we'll cross that, that bridge when, when we come to it. 
uh, and hopefully we'll be well prepared for it. What a fascinating scenario this could end up being. I mean, it's almost like there could be a friendly handshake before the game. Now, Raiders head coach Rich Basaccia talked about this earlier as well, but he said that they're going to play the game to win, that they're not really interested in tying in this game. But if there's some sort of upset with the Colts losing to the Jags, this scenario then becomes in play, especially if this game ends up being close late. It's a three-point game, uh, according to the betting market, with the Chargers being the favorite with a total of 49. Quick, before we go to break, just want to update you guys on a couple line moves. The Browns at Circa have gone to six and a half. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that was hanging out at eight pretty much all week. Now that's up to 10 as they host the Carolina Panthers with a total of 42 and a half. We'll get all that stuff updated and ask the Circa Resort and Casino owner Derek Stevens about that on the other side. He's going to join us in his usual time slot. We'll discuss some Circa Survivor as well as one contestant won a million dollars yesterday. It is the pregame show just getting warmed up here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is the pregame show here from the Visa Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi and Bebefe, we're 45 minutes away from kickoff to seven games in week 18 of the National Football League season. It is the final week of the season. And joining us in his usual time slot here at 9.15 is the Circa Resort owner, Derek Stevens, as he joins us here to talk all things Circus Survivor, week 18, what they're seeing behind the betting window in this tricky, tricky week. Derek how we doing? Hope all is well. Before we even get started, I wanted to show you this clip. Bill 80, our COO here at VSIN, captured a video of you celebrating with one gentleman who was able to cash a million dollars yesterday with a Kansas City Chiefs win over the Denver Broncos in the Circus Survivor Contest. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, looks like we, we don't have any audio on it, but there's the gentleman watching Travis Kelsey catch that pass that converted the first down. The Chiefs were then able to get into the victory formation. And look at you, Derek. I think you might be a little bit more excited than he is for winning the million dollars. How about just what was that moment like for that gentleman? Were you hanging out with him the entire time for this game here? And I'm sure the swings of that game were rather sweaty for him as he eventually cashed that million dollars. Yeah, Femi, great to great to talk to you. Uh, yeah, Bill Lady happened to be hanging around, and uh, he took a video that went a little crazy on Twitter last night. When you uh, when you said you're going to show it, 
my first concern was, would there be audio or would there not be audio? Um, I believe on that audio of that Twitter clip, I, I don't think that was uh, that's uh, made for uh, for for network. There was a there was a few uh, a few uh, choice pieces of vocabulary to help describe that moment. Um, realize right before that play, Femi. Um, that's right when Travis Kelsey um, got hurt, and there was a very extended uh, commercial break. So in about the three to four minutes leading up to that play, we were all talking, okay, this is great, this is great. It was third and two. Then you had, a, you had uh, one penalty making it about third, seven, third, and eight. And the whole thought process was you don't want them to score. You just want to get the first down. Denver had blown all their timeouts. You're going to hit the two-minute warning on that play, and then you can get to victory formation. So that particular play, that particular moment happened exactly what they needed. They needed about eight yards. They did not want to get about 15 yards. They didn't want to score. You <laughs> got it. Fall right in that window. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty joyful. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was it was fun for myself to be part of the crew, the, this crew, that that. Um, that particular contestant's name is on top two four seven, and um, and they had a great crew. They they brought their partners in from Dubai, California, Minnesota, and uh, and Billy the winner, um, he's from Florida. And uh, boy, do they have they ever have a great day. They they live the life, and that's kind of what Circus Survivor was all about. Yeah, I think that video encapsulates what Circus Survivors out because you see people kind of having those celebrations all throughout the season because we mentioned earlier in the year about how many sweats there were just early on with the Ravens' 66-yard field goal. I mean, just countless, countless sweats along the way. So on top, 247 cashed. Mike Cool also cashed with the Kansas City Chiefs. So we have three contestants sweating this thing out with Washington, the Buccaneers, and the Tennessee Titans. I mean, what do you think of their chances to come in and uh, take a little bit of this money here? Well, um, you know, I'm gonna have a little bit of fun with uh, with Chris Piper one. Chris Piper one is the contestant that took the Washington football team today. They're in my spot over here at the underhang at uh, at Circa. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun watching with this crew. We got on top two four seven and his crew that's gonna be uh, be here as well. So we're uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have our own little sweat party here. And and obviously for me, you know, we're we're paying the million dollar bonus. We kind of knew that going in. Yeah. And uh, I just want all these guys to have have a great time, have a memorable experience. And uh, well, you know, we're gonna be rooting on Washington. We're gonna be rooting on the Bucks, and we're gonna be rooting on the Titans today for uh, for these particular. Contestants. I mean, it's pretty amazing to think about the records they put together of of really going twenty and zero. I mean, it, it's it's mm -hmm. really pretty stunning, and uh, we're we're having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it's the first time you guys have done this, adding in Christmas as a potential landmine, but not for on top two four seven and for Mike Cool. And I'm curious, on top two four seven, he's going to be a part of that watch party. Is he going to be in the corner, kind of just rooting for the New York Giants, <laughs> just because he gets a little bit of extra money if the Giants were to win that game? Yeah, these guys are pretty uh, are, are pretty strategic in what they're doing, but they uh, they uh, they're they're loud. They love life, and um, you know they they all they all know how uh, how their split goes. You know, is it going to be a five way split on the six million, or will it be a four way or three way split? So these guys are prepared. Actually, I think I think the couple guys that are in the clubhouse that had the Chiefs yesterday, I think they're taking three team parlays. I'm hoping they lose them because effectively, think about it. I mean, they they all have hundred thousand dollar. Um, three-team parlays that that they can blow because mm. because uh, their equity value goes up by that by a number much greater than that.
Yeah, no, it's fascinating stuff. Just an awesome contest, and good to see you celebrated when those guys are able to cash that ticket yesterday. Good luck to Chris Piper, Return of Survivor, and Syracuse Hawkeyes as they will be sweating out Washington, the Buccaneers, and the Tennessee Titans later on today. We're speaking with Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa Resort and Casino here on the pregame show. Derek, looking at the Circa Millions pick before we get into the Week 18 games here, we got a lot of dogs. Four out of the five are underdogs. The Chiefs minus 10, that did not cash for the folks, but... Steelers, 49ers, Falcons, Raiders, all lively here in this final week of Circa Million. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a great day. I mean, you know, we, we've got a couple of, couple of lead guys in uh, in Derbify with second and fourth. Well, Hannibal Barker in first and third, but Hannibal Barker had uh, had Chiefs on both of, his, both of his tickets. So the overall Circa Sports Millions is, is really wide open at this point. And then when you look at the at the quarter, we've got a leader that's 19 and 1. This is the last week of uh, of the quarter, uh, and then and then and then think about that. You know, really, really something you could say like for the times historically uh, on the booby prize. Jiggy Jack is a three game lead for the booby prize. Wow! Like this is like this truly is the secretariat of of, of booby prizes here. <laughs> I mean, I mean Jiggy Jacks. Jiggy Jacks record is actually one half a point better than uh, than the Circa Sports. Um, millions, uh, three leader Hannibal Barker is half a point better. It's it's really unbelievable what Jiggy Jack's done this year. I mean, that's actually like that's really remarkable. That takes talent to get that booby prize. Just as much talent as us to win the actual contest as it does to get the booby prize. All right, Derek, I want to ask you about some Week 18 games, but just in general, is there a game that interests you the most this week, final week of the regular season? Yeah, you know, I'm really interested in seeing what the Lions do. I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, that the, the last week of the NFL season, it's it's a week where you you've got to really pay attention to information. You really have to spend a little bit more time handicapping motivation and and team interests. You know, if Kansas City would not have won yesterday, you really got to question whether or not the Titans were going to come out and play today. When you look at what the Lions have, the Lions have a, are a team that, that have something to play for, which is a, a pride level. Green Bay has to make sure no one gets hurt. Now, I realize they've got the bye, but, uh, but really, you have to spend time evaluating motivations. This is a week, historically, you do not want to tease NFL teams. This, yeah. is a, this is a week where your standard deviations widen quite a bit. You just don't get the same amount of value on a six or six and a half point teaser as you would maybe in a week four or week eight, something like that. So this is a great weekend where you really want to take a look at alternate spreads, take plus money on alternate spreads, and historically uh, you're going to have you're going to have a couple games where uh, where where you're going to see uh, teams um, cover a point spread by more than 20, 20 points, and we should see the same thing here today. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic point that you brought up with not teasing this week. And we don't have any really traditional teaser leg type of games just based on how the lines are set, uh, setting up right now. Maybe Tampa earlier in the week when that was eight, eight and a half. But now that's line sitting at 10 because, yeah, you mentioned it right there. The games have crazy variants and you're not getting that the juice out of the squeeze uh, for laying that minus 120. Got to ask you about the Sunday night football game, though. Chargers, Raiders, everyone's talking about it. You guys right now have the Chargers favored by three at minus 105. Total of 48 and a half how is the public bet in this game yeah i mean this is obviously going to be the the, the biggest uh, wagered game of the day um for us we're going to see you know 80 percent of the action is going to come in in the last couple of hours but with this being the only game that's uh win win winner in winner out uh and and it being the national tv game i mean this this game is going to blow away the handle out of every other game 
Um, I although we're located in Vegas, I would uh, I would anticipate we're going to see some uh, uh, Chargers money coming in, and I would I would not be surprised that the house is going to need the Raiders tonight. Uh, because I certainly see a lot, a lot of charging money that's going to be coming in here throughout the day and then the last couple hours before kick. Real quick here, Derek, you got about 20 seconds. Do you think this will be the biggest handle of the entire season, this game, Chargers-Raiders? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, we had, we had some monsters back in October and things like yeah. that. I, You know, I think uh, I think that those October weeks are going to be hard to break, but I, but I would say this uh, Raider-Charger game is certainly going to be one of the top 10 handle games of, of the NFL season. He is Derek Stevens, owner of the Circle Resort and Casino, joining us here on the pregame show. Derek, appreciate you joining us. Have fun with the gentleman sweating out those Survivor tickets, and we'll talk soon. Femi, thanks. Mike Palm, thanks for everything you're doing. Have a great day, you guys. Good luck today. All right. On the other side, Rob Guerrera of SB Nation Niners. Nation joins us to talk Rams Niners. And then Sam Gordon of the Las Vegas Review Journal talking Sunday Night Football Chargers Raiders AFC West Clash. It is the pregame show here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the pregame show on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance special provides VEASAN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full out all access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today. It is the pregame show coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino Femi Abebefe getting you set for seven games kicking off in 30 minutes. Week 18 of the National Football League. Sam Gordon of the Las Vegas Review Journal will join us in about five minutes. But joining us now, you've seen him on this pregame show a few times this year already. He is Rob Guerrera of SB Nation and Niners Nation talking all things 49ers and the Rams. Rob, appreciate you joining the show once again. I've got to start here at quarterback. In your opinion, who should start behind center for the 49ers? In my opinion, it should be Trey Lance, and it should be an easy decision. You moved heaven and earth to get this guy. Now you're going to bench him over a quarterback that has an injured throwing hand? It makes no sense to me, but it seems like at least to start, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. And do you think, is it the experience thing as to why they're going with Jimmy Garoppolo, or why is Shanahan afraid to kind of go with Trey Lance? I mean, we saw the run game at least be ignited with Lance in there, but maybe the passing game is a little bit skittish. Why do you think they will lean on Jimmy Garoppolo, even though it appears he'll be compromised? You've just asked me the question I've been racking my brain to try and figure out. I think the answer is that he's more confident in Jimmy Garoppolo to be able to deliver the ball on quick passes and avoid the pass rush of Aaron Donald and the Rams. And Garoppolo has had success against the Rams in the past. So I think Shanahan favors a veteran and he thinks Jimmy G is going to be able to get the ball, the ball away quickly. But we don't know how accurate he's going to be with that thumb. And he always throws into the middle of the field. And that's the highest traffic area. So as a 49ers fan, I'm nervous today. Yeah, right now the Rams are three and a half point favorites, total of 45 and a half. We're speaking with Rob Guerrero of SB Nation and the Niners Nation here. It's interesting because the Niners have won five straight against this Rams team. Is it just Shanahan just owns Sean McVay or is there a specific matchup as to why they continue to have success in this rivalry? 
Well, I think Jared Goff was a reason they continued to have success <laughs> in this rivalry. In one of the games you talked about, Goff had 78 yards passing. So that's a huge, huge part of it. The Niners defense has played well against the Rams, but also San Francisco has been able to run the ball against LA. Even earlier this season when they met, the 49ers ran the ball 44 times in that game. Kyle Shanahan would love to be able to repeat that today. I don't know that he's going to be able to do it, but that's the game plan for the 49ers. Try and slow them down on defense defense and then grind out drives on the ground, take up time of possession and try to eke it out that way. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup is a co-favorite to be offensive player of the year. I'm looking at his prop at DraftKings for receiving yards, 116 and a half <laughs> minus 115 each way. He's going to win the triple crown for receivers. How do the 49ers ultimately slow down Cooper Cup? Uh, they have no prayer to slow down Cooper <laughs> Cup. The 49ers secondary is a disaster. In the first game against the 49ers, the, the Rams didn't even play well, and Cup still put up 122 yards in that game. The Niners just do not have the cornerbacks to be able to slow him down. The only way to me that Cooper Cup does not get this is if the Niners run the ball on the ground and if Matthew Stafford turns the ball over, which is something he's been doing lately. But mm -hmm. other than that, even with a prop this high, I could still see Cooper Cup getting it. So assuming the Rams, we've got about a minute left, Rob, I want to get a couple questions in here. Assuming the 49ers are able to make the postseason, how dangerous is this team once they get into the tournament? They play a style of football that works very well. If Jimmy Garoppolo was healthy, I'd say they're as dangerous as anybody. Since he's not healthy, your guess is as good as mine. It's possible, not probable. Yeah, this team is a, a long shot to win the NFC right now just because they're not in the playoffs as of right now. I'm pulling up their futures market total right now. And to win the NFC, this 49ers team, it's it's really crazy. It's right now 18 to 1. But if they get into the playoffs, I'm sure that will shorten up real quick here. Before we let you go, we got to ask you who wins this game and by how much? I think the Rams win. I think they're going to cover the spread. I just don't see their offense getting stopped enough. And who knows what the 49ers are getting at quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo might not even be able to finish. Too many coin flips have to come up heads for the 49ers to win. He is Rob Guerrero of Niners Nation and SB Nation joining us as always all throughout the regular season. Rob, good luck to your Niners today and good luck to you. And we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me on. All right. How about that? Rob, not too confident in the 49ers. We'll see Sam Gordon's confidence. He is of the Las Vegas Review Journal joining us now to talk Raiders Chargers Sunday night football. Sam, thanks for joining the program. Right now, I'm looking at the odds board. Chargers, three-point favorites with a total of 49. Before we get into that, will Darren Waller play in this game tonight? Yeah, that's a, that's a million-dollar question. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, based on what we heard from Rich Versace over the weekend, it was looking like a, you know, a game-time decision. And uh, I think uh, if he's anywhere close, I think he's going to give it a go, just to, at the very least to be a decoy, right? The, the Raiders, you know, it's been kind of a miraculous run doing it all without their best uh, offensive player the last month. I think we've seen the struggles reflected offensively in some of their lower, uh, lower, their lower scoring outputs. But having, having him out there on the field, even if he's limited, he's a presence in the red zone, he can still open some things up over the second level of that field. And uh, like I said, I expect, you know, he got a little bit of work in the practice. Uh, I expect him to, to, to be a game-time decision. And I think if he's anywhere close, um, he goes. And, and, and he, again, could, could be a, uh, a viable option for the Raiders and at the very least a big-body decoy um, that can take some attention off 100 Renfro and Brian Edwards and the rest of those receivers. You mentioned how Darren Waller has been out since the Thanksgiving game over the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, the uncertainty of the, the John Gruden situation, the Henry Rugg situation, with all the turmoil and adversity this team has faced throughout this season, how do they get to this point where they're one win away from punching a ticket to the postseason? 
Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's really kind of miraculous, right? You look, you take a look at the Raiders. You know, again, offensively, eight of the last ten games, seventeen points or fewer. Um, it's it's really kind of stalled out. They've had they've had their issues moving the ball. They've you know the Chiefs blowing them off the field twice. But I think you know not to be too cliche, there's clearly some kind of resolve and mental toughness that this team has fortified. And you talk about the last three games the three that they had to win to be in this spot. To me, um, they've really dominated the trenches. I think they, their front four um, defensively has been able to generate pressure and affect the quarterback. They don't have to blitz, and they've been winning those battles up front defensively. And for me, that's really where it started the last three weeks. Is It's an opportunistic defense that's been making plays. Granted, they've played against a couple of backup quarterbacks, and then Carson Wentz after a week where he wasn't practicing and whatnot. Justin Herbert, obvious, obviously a different level of quarterback in that offense, a different, a different animal as a whole. Um, but defensively, they made plays um, when they've had to. And then offensively, it's a, it's a big play here, a big play there, and a, t- a timely strike. Uh, it hasn't been pretty by any means, but um, they've kept these games close. They've kept these games low scoring. They've, uh, it's, it's been like a time of possession kind of thing, really old school football. And lo and behold, and, and even in 2021, you know, now 2022, it's worked out and got, this, got them in this position. So uh, the front seven has stepped up. The big, on the back end, they're not getting beat for big plays, and uh, they're, they're keeping those games close enough for the offense to find his footing late and to be opportunistic. And we're speaking with Sam Gordon of the Las Vegas Review Journal talking all things Chargers Raiders. And earlier this season when these two teams play, we saw the Chargers win this one by double digits. What will be different this time to get the Raiders a victory and punch their ticket to the playoffs? Yeah, I think of course just you know the, the added familiarity, right? Um, they know what to expect. Their defense is playing playing better. I think there's more confidence, more continuity on that end after having the regular season to work some of those kinks out. Um, and you're at home against a fan base. You know, we don't know the Chargers fan base probably doesn't travel that well, given how their, <laughs> their home turnout is. There's going to be, I think there's going to be a rowdy um, home crowd atmosphere. And, and, and when you look at the, the kind of the, the, the fact that the Raiders have been able to win close games, they figured out that formula like we just talked about where, you know, they, they understand how to make plays late in games. They have a quarterback in Derek Carr who's been awesome this year, all things considered, given what's going on around him and, and just staying engaged, staying locked in and being able to, to make plays, improvise and make plays. Um, down the stretch, like we saw last week in Indy, uh, you know, finding Hunter Renfro on fourth down, finding him rolling out of the pocket to, to set up the game-winning field goal. This team has five uh, walk-off victories this year, most since the merger. So wow. they're, they're not unfazed by close games in the fourth quarter. Like, that's, that's the thing. I think the last couple of years, when we've seen this team roll down the stretch, that's been a big part of it. It hasn't been this year. So if they can keep the game close, given how they've been able to finish games in the fourth quarter, that's, that's what you've got to hope for. Keep this thing low scoring. You don't want to get into a shootout with the Chargers, with Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, uh, Austin Eckler, all those uh, great skill position players they have. Keep this thing close, force a turnover or two, and, and try and win the game in the end. You mentioned, Sam, before we let you go, that they don't want to get into a shootout in this game with Justin Herbert, but the betting market has been betting this towards the over. Open 47.5, now 49. Do you ultimately end up seeing or believing that this turns into a back-and-forth game where we see quite a bit of points? Yeah, I think we're going to see some points. I do think it's going to be relatively competitive. My question is, can the Raiders offense keep up? Because we haven't seen a Raiders offense keep up with an explosive offense since Thanksgiving. That was, you know, six, seven weeks ago. And we know the Chargers can score the ball. So at the end of the day, I I do think it might come down to a turnover or two or who has the ball late in the game. But the Raiders, in my opinion, to maximize their chances, need to keep this thing relatively low scoring. Obviously, every team wants to come into a game playing great defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Justin Herbert and that offense, you never know what can happen, and it might, the game might dictate a shootout. We saw the Raiders win those kind of games earlier in the year. Just not sure they have enough firepower if it goes that route at this point in the season. He is Sam Gordon of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Sam, appreciate you joining us, and the best of luck all throughout the day. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Take it easy.
All right. On the other side, we're going to review the results to the coaches poll that we placed on Twitter earlier today, getting your thoughts on who should be the coach of the year. Then, of course, we'll wrap things up running down the board. All 14 games here. Week 18, last week of the regular season. It is the pregame show on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the pregame show on vsin the sports betting network If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. It is the final segment of the pregame show coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino Femi Bebefe. We are 15 minutes away from seven games kicking off week 18 of the National Football League. But since we got a little bit of time, we wanted to see the results from the Twitter poll that we put out there yesterday morning. The simple question, who will be coach of the year and who would you bet on? Matt LaFleur, the favorite, co-favorite with Zach Taylor. Then you have Mike Vrabel plus 350 and Bill Belichick at 30 to 1. And you guys made your opinions known loud and clear and are going with Tennessee Titans coach Mike Vrabel. 56% of the vote and the rest of the results were sprinkled out through the other three candidates. But how about that for Mike Vrabel? And I kind of agree with that. Uh, result there, that vote, because Mike Vrabel has a chance to be the number one seed with a win today over the Houston Texans. They have overcome so many injuries, a COVID outbreak within that offensive line. They've played 80-some-odd starters this season, and the fact that they are on the doorstep of a first-round bye in the playoff speaks to that Tennessee Titans organization, and I believe it starts with the head coach, Mike Vrabel. All right, looking at the playoff picture, starting off with the AFC, and we'll pick up right where we left off, at the top of the AFC. It's simple for the Tennessee Titans win and they clinch the first round by and home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. If they were to lose the Kansas city chiefs will then overtake them and get that first round by and the road to the playoffs will go through Arrowhead stadium. Also up for grabs in the AFC, the AFC East division. It hasn't been clinched right now. The bills and the Patriots both 10 and six, but Buffalo right now, big favorites, 16 point favorites over the New York jets with a total of 42. If, they win they will clinch the division if they lose and the Patriots beat the Miami Dolphins New England right now laying six 
on South Beach with a total of 40 and a half, then the Patriots would become the division winners. Right now, the chalk, if it prevails, Bills will be your AFC East winner. For the wild card, we've broken it down throughout the show. Colts, if they win, they're in. The Raiders and Chargers likely to come down to Sunday night football, a true playoff game. The winner advances, the loser goes home. That will be fascinating with the line set at Chargers by three and a total of 49. Let's look over at the NFC playoff picture. It's pretty much decided at the top. In fact, it is decided for the number one seed. The Green Bay Packers will host the playoffs in the NFC. But the wild card is where it's interesting. The Eagles right now are in, but the 49ers are competing with the New Orleans Saints to get that seventh and final playoff spot. If the Niners win, they're in the playoffs. If they lose, the Saints then would get in with a victory. However, if the Niners win, that opens the door for the Arizona Cardinals to win the NFC West. This team led the division all throughout the year until that three-game losing skid, and they can right all of those wrongs with a victory over the Seattle Seahawks and a loss by the LA Rams. So that 425 window, NFC West title at stake, and the seventh and final playoff spot in the NFC is at stake. So that is your playoff picture for both the AFC and NFC, everything that you need to know, which gives us time to run down the board, starting in the NFC North, Green Bay Packers are four and a half point, rather three and a half point favorites over the Detroit Lions with a total of 44 and a half. David Bakhtiari will make his season debut for the Green Bay Packers in this game. No Jair Alexander, but for the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff is starting. Panay Sewell is inactive. The Bears are visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings three and a half point favorites, total of 44 and a half. Justin Fields is out. He's on the COVID list. Andy Dalton will start in this game. No Eric Kendricks for Minnesota. He has been ruled out. Let's go to Duval County. The Colts taking on the Jaguars. The Colts 14 point favorites. This has come down a little bit. 15 and a half earlier in the week. Now it's 14 total of 43 and a half. Indianapolis has not won in Jacksonville since 2014, but they will have some big help. DeForest Buckner, their defensive tackle is active after not practicing at all this week. Tennessee Titans in Houston taking on the Texans. The Titans 10 and a half point favorites with a total of 43. No injury news in this game, but like we laid it out earlier in this segment, win and the Titans earn themselves a first round bye. the Washington football team will be in the Meadowlands taking on the New York Giants. The Washington football team are six and a half point favorites, total of 37 in this game. Not much to play for, but the betting market starting to bet on this New York Giants team. Steelers visiting the Baltimore Ravens in the Charm City. Right now, the Ravens three point favorites. That has gone down to three. So a big move there was three and a half for much of this week. Now down to three, total 41. Tyler Huntley is starting for Baltimore. Lamar Jackson out. If they win, then they have a little slim chance to get into the postseason. However, both teams likely will be on the outside looking in at day's end. To Cleveland, where the Bengals are taking on the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, six-point favorites with a total of 37 and a half. No Baker Mayfield for the Cleveland Browns. No Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, the Bengals, no Joe Mixon. Trey Hopkins, Quinn Spain on the offensive line, both on the COVID list. Larry Ogunjobi, DJ Reader also out, as is Trey Hendrickson, their best pass rusher. Bengals going to rest up, get set for the playoffs next week. Let's go to the afternoon window here. The New England Patriots laying six points against the Miami Dolphins. Total of 40 and a half. Kyle Duggar is out for the New England Patriots. Starting to see a little bit of money coming in on the Miami Dolphins slowly trickling in all throughout this week. 
To Western New York we go. The New York Jets taking on the Buffalo Bills, where the Bills are 16-point favorites with a total of 42. Emmanuel Sanders is doubtful for this game. Jets wide receiver Braxton Berrios placed on IR, so he'll be out. Stephon Diggs got a lot of money up for grabs. He needs six catches for $1.55 million. And he's 231s for additional $1.55 million. So Stephon Diggs could be seeing a lot of targets, a lot of wind, though, in that game. So we'll see how the passing game operates out there in Western New York. Let's go to Tampa Bay, where the Buccaneers right now are nine and a half point favorites against the Carolina Panthers, seeing 10 at some spots like here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Total of 42 and a half. Tampa Bay, they need to win this game to give themselves a chance to get the number two seed because they will get that seed with a loss by the L.A. Rams. Robbie Anderson is questionable for Carolina after not practicing at all this week. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no Shaq Barrett, no Jason Pierre-Paul, no Ronald Jones. All those guys have been ruled out. Richard Sherman is doubtful and their center Ryan Jensen one of the better centers in the league is questionable limited on Thursday and Friday at practice let's go down to the ATL the Saints land four and a half against the Atlanta Falcons total of 40 New Orleans is banged up their best offensive tackle Teron Armstead has been ruled out with a knee injury their cornerbacks Bradley Roby and PJ Williams have also been ruled out the defensive lineman Marcus Davenport he is questionable limited at practice on Friday did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday Mark Ingram he's also questionable for the Saints DNP Thursday DNP Friday we'll see if he's able to give it a go for Atlanta Kyle Pitts is also questionable with a hamstring practiced in limited fashion on Thursday and Friday down to the desert we go Seattle taking on the Arizona Cardinals Cardinals right now five and a half point favorites with a total of 48 and we've seen some Seattle money coming in in this game that was six and a half early this week six yesterday now down to five and a half however no Bobby Wagner for the Seattle Seahawks defense he's been ruled out with a knee injury Brandon Shell their offensive tackle placed on IR for the Cardinals their defensive lineman Jordan Phillips has been ruled out also cornerback Marco Wilson ruled out of this game James Conner is questionable DNP DNP on Wednesday and Thursday practice in limited fashion on Friday no Rondell Moore for the Cardinals in this game let's go to SoFi Stadium the Rams taking on the San Francisco 49ers where LA three and a half point favorites total of 45 and a half and all eyes will be on Jimmy Garoppolo the 49ers quarterback expected to play but his thumb injury will have him compromised just the slightest bit in this game Trent Williams our offensive tackle he is questionable after being DNP all week long at practice and then Sunday night football we wrap things up in the regular season with Chargers Raiders Raiders three-point underdogs total of 49 Darren Waller is questionable limited all week at practice Josh Jacobs also questionable limited all week Casey Hayward questionable as well after he tweaked his ankle a little bit on Friday he was limited in that game so those are all 14 games of week 18 in the NFL everything that you need to know all the latest line movements by the end of the day we will have super wild card weekend set and folks next week it starts to get real the playoffs are here six wild card games two on Saturday three Sunday and one now on Monday night with the final wild card game here but we will know all those matchups the size the totals so make sure to keep it locked here at VEASAN all throughout the evening to get the initial takes on these markets when they open up at the conclusion of Chargers Raiders coming up later on this evening thank you to all of our guests here coming uh, throughout the day or throughout the show I should say here thank you to Circa Resort 
owner, Derek Stevens, for joining the show. Thank you to Rob Guerrera of Niners Nation and SB Nation. Thank you to Sam Gordon of the Las Vegas Review Journal. Thank you to you guys for tuning in all season long at the pregame show. We're going to go to a different format starting next week with the playoffs, but it's been a fun blast joining you guys every single morning, getting you set for all things Week 18 NFL betting. Take a look at the sports book. People getting those bets in because coming up next, the Green Zone, Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds, seven hours live betting. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.